you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. We're heading into the final week of the NFL's regular season. And for a number of teams, there is a lot to play for on Sunday. It is very simple for the Niners. If they do get to 10-7, and 7, they control their playoff fate. They'll be in the playoffs. Nothing else would need to happen. The path to the postseason doesn't get much simpler for the silver and black than this. Win and in. The Raiders control their playoff destiny. How about the Tennessee Titans? How about this team is one win against Houston from having home field throughout the playoffs in Tennessee? Today, the athletic shield Kapadia breaks down what's at stake in the NFC and AFC this weekend. Plus, the story of a football fan, a lost wedding ring, and the team that came to the rescue. From Wondering in the Athletic, I'm Tiffany Oshinsky. It's Friday, January 7th, and this is The Lead. So, Sheil, we are in some uncharted waters with the NFL's first regular season, Week 18. Are you adjusting okay to this? Is your internal compass thrown off by this extra week of football? Because it it is for me. (laughs) Yeah, I think my body's ready for the playoffs. You know, I've been ready for the playoffs for a few weeks. So I I, I think it is still adjusting. I'll sit down on Saturday and expect to watch wildcard games. And then I might get some games where starters aren't even playing. So we'll see how it goes. But I I feel like the end is near and the playoffs are always fun. So uh, I'm really excited about the next month. So as you wrote recently, heading into week 18, 11 teams have clinched playoff spots. 14 have been eliminated and seven fall somewhere in between. So we're here today to sort through some of that in between and what's at stake this weekend. So we're going to start in the NFC. The San Francisco 49ers are nine and seven. They're in with a win against the Rams or a Saints loss to the Falcons. How nervous should Niners fans be? Well, they they should certainly be a little bit nervous because they're going up against a Rams team that, you know, I I think is favored uh, in that game. And if you look at the 49ers, they're like the one team in the playoff mix where you have no idea who's going to potentially be starting a playoff game for them. They had Jimmy Garoppolo. They were going on a little bit of a roll. There's always going to be some ups and downs with him. But uh, overall, it felt like they were certainly a good competitive team. He gets injured. Jimmy Garoppolo has a chipped bone and a torn ligament in his thumb, according to Shefty. And also NFL media has chimed in. Trey on Lance well. plays last week. So, uh, kind of what um, you would expect to see from a rookie. Certainly some flashes that get you excited if you're a Niners fan and you say, hey, this is going to be pretty fun in the future. The fake to Mitchell this time. Lance going to wind up and throw it. It is complete inside the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Debo Samuel. If we're just talking about this game and this year, you know, with Garoppolo, if we're assuming that he's healthy, 
I think he gives them the better chance to win. You know, Garoppolo has these games where you go, oh my gosh, what is he thinking with that throw? He threw another interceptions and everyone gets frustrated and rips him and, you know, uh, understandably so. But if you kind of look at the bigger sample, if you look at just the times they've had Jimmy Garoppolo this season, they've performed like the seventh best offense in the NFL. So their offense can work with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not a great quarterback, but he knows how to execute the scheme with Kyle Shanahan. So I think if he's healthy, he gives them the better opportunity. Now with Trey Lance, certainly this last start was better than his start earlier in the season. I think he gives you that element of being able to use his legs. So when things don't go according to plan, he can kind of take off and run. But you know, if you're talking about a rookie making his third start in a big spot against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and a really good Rams defense, to me, that's probably a lot to ask. Well, the New Orleans Saints will be watching the Niners-Rams matchup closely because they need a Niners loss and a win over the Falcons on Sunday to get into the playoffs. What's been your impression of the Saints team in the first year after the end of the Drew Brees era? It's like, how are they still alive? How are, you know, <laughs> like we all watched Ian Book on that Monday night game. Thought, all right, this has to be the end. We've seen games with Trevor Simeon. We saw Jameis Winston. We've seen Taysom Hill in and out of the lineup. It's like, how are we going into week 18 still talking about this team potentially making the playoffs and so to me it's a credit to two things one is their coaching you know Sean Payton one of the best head coaches in the NFL but also that defense they've had like a top five defense for the entire season remember they shut down Tom Brady they shut out the Tampa Bay Bucks in that game a few weeks ago so they have like a really high ceiling and if you're a team in the NFC you're looking at it going all right if the Saints get in we're not really scared of Taysom Hill in that offense I mean the offense is not good they don't have a lot of help around the quarterback aside from Alvin Kamara but that defense is physical and legit and can give really good offenses problems so I don't really want to see them in the playoffs you know I I don't think they would be a, a sort of fun team to watch in the first weekend but at the same time when they've been underdogs the last two seasons, when Drew Brees hasn't been in there, they've kind of found ways to be competitive and found ways to uh, win games. So I guess we shouldn't totally count them out for a potential upset if they sneak in. Well, the NFL also had a good idea with this week 18 scenario because otherwise we wouldn't be talking about the Saints right now. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So Sean Payton is a fan of it, I guess. I don't know about everyone else, but I think Sean Payton (laughs) probably appreciates it. Yeah. So one team is either starting a rookie quarterback or a guy coming off a thumb injury. The other has some issues of their own on offense. So what's your prediction for who gets in between the Niners and the Saints? Jeez, it's a tough one. I'll just play the percentages (laughs) and say the Niners. You know, the 49ers have kind of had the Rams number since Kyle Shanahan has faced off against Sean McVay. They've played really well against the Rams. And so if they know their sort of win and you're in scenario, I would expect them to kind of empty out the kitchen sink. You know, if you've got a trick play, if you've got a wrinkle in the run game that you've been waiting to unleash, I mean, anything like that, now's the time to do it. And so uh, like you mentioned, they've got a couple ways to get in. Even if they lose, they could still get in. So I'll just kind of take the odds and say that the 49ers are going to sneak in. All right. Well, moving to the AFC, let's start with the scenario that seems simple on paper. The Indianapolis Colts only need to beat the lowly Jaguars to get into the playoffs. Now, as you wrote, that gives them between an 89 and 92% chance of getting in. Seems like it can't fail, but can you imagine a scenario where this does go wrong for Indy? 
Yeah, I think it's the night. It probably keeps Colts fans up at night. They see the <laughs> scenario. They see Carson Wentz getting sacked and fumbling. They see him making boneheaded throws for interceptions. They see him missing wide open receivers. Really, it's what they saw last week in that loss to the Raiders. I mean, Wentz was terrible in that game. I remember he was almost taking a sack, and then he tried like a left-handed pass that hit his right tackle. Wentz can't find anyone. That was Brady Smith, the right tackle. And now a flag is thrown. I, I think he thought about it, then realized I can't touch it. It's right. illegal touching. I mean, those, those are not plays you want if you are a Colts fan. And so that has to give them pause. There's a lot to like about the Colts. They've had some really impressive wins this year. They've beaten the Bills. They beat the Patriots in that Saturday night game. I mean, they have had some really impressive wins. They've got a good offensive line. They've got Jonathan Taylor. They're well coached with Frank Reich. They've got Darius Leonard has been one of the best defensive players in football. They're a linebacker, but in the back of their minds, they got to be thinking, is this quarterback going to blow it for us? Now, they're 15 and a half point favorites, I think I saw when I looked this up earlier today. You know, Ooh. one of the biggest lines for any NFL game this entire season. So the betting markets, if you want to go by that, are saying they're going to take care of business against the Jaguars. But as much as you can have unease for a 15 and a half point favorite, I think that's probably the case for the Colts because you just can't feel too confident in Wentz and that passing game. Basically, the Colts just need to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor like 35 times and get out of the way, right? <laughs> don't overthink it. Yeah, don't put Wentz in positions to make mistakes. Like That's exactly right. <laughs> well, let's move now to the AFC West where the Chargers and the Raiders meet in the Sunday night game. For them, it's win and you're in, lose and you're out. So first, let's look at the Chargers. What makes this team potentially dangerous? The quarterback. It's like the opposite of what we talked about with Wentz, really. You know, it's not a great team. They're a flawed team. Their offensive line is not great. Their defense has not been great. But their quarterback, Justin Herbert, is a top five quarterback in the NFL. And so if you're looking at the guys who can just put their entire team on their back and deliver like a 400-yard passing game and rush for 60 yards and put up 35 points, like he's on the short list of guys who can do that. And so I love watching him play. Since the beginning of last year, he's improved this year. They've put more on his plate. They've just been sort of inconsistent. And like I said, they don't have all the pieces around him where you say they're a legit Super Bowl contender. But if I'm one of these other AFC teams and they get in, I'm saying, wait a minute, I get to host a first round game. But now all of a sudden I have to figure out a way to stop Justin Herbert in the first round. Like that's not typically what you want in a first round playoff matchup. So I, I think, you know, that one's easy. He makes them very dangerous. As for the Raiders, it's obviously been beyond chaotic this season from John Gruden to the Henry Ruggs incident, not to mention arguably their best player, Darren Waller, being out since week 12. We said this about the Saints earlier, slightly different story here, but how is this team still alive? Yeah, it, it's similar. I can't believe we're talking about the Raiders going into week 18. I mean, three weeks ago, I was probably like, all right, their season is over, but they're still alive. They've somehow stayed alive. And you know, I think they absolutely deserve credit like that. Like you mentioned, it feels like the Raiders have had like, we're, we're complaining about an 18 week season. It feels like they've had like six different seasons already this year. I can't believe this is the same version of them that we're getting. So they've won some close games. You know, they got kind of lucky with a, a game against the Browns. You remember a couple of weeks back where they're facing Nick Mullins and the Browns were kind of decimated with guys on the COVID list. This one counts and the Raiders have won it. Las Vegas is still alive. 16-14 as Carlson hits the game winner. And so that was a break in their favor. But hey, they beat the Cowboys in that Thanksgiving game. That was a big win. 
as both teams have so much on the line with one kick. Here we go, this time for real, and it is delivered. Good, the Raiders win it. So it's kind of like one of those teams that just hangs around. And if you're a Raiders fan, you have to be excited because they've made the playoffs one time in the last 18 years. I mean, that's incredible. Like, it's hard to be that bad for that long in the NFL when they promote parity and you get top picks and everything. So, you know, it, it would be kind of a nice thing for their fans, given how this season has gone, if they're able to have a nice moment on Sunday night, win that game at home. And then it's like, who cares? You're playing with house money uh, in the playoffs, but at least you get that extra game, which, which they haven't had since 2016. So there actually is a wild scenario where these two teams could actually both get in with a tie, assuming that doesn't happen. Who do you think makes the playoffs between LA and Las Vegas? Well, I am very excited about that scenario. You know, I I think if two things happen during the earlier games, there's a scenario where, you know, you look at it and say, well, would an NFL team ever do this? If they just took a kneel down every snap and let the clock run out and they both tie, they're both in the playoffs. I mean, it sounds crazy to say, right? But what did I just mention? The Raiders have made the playoffs one time in 18 years. I mean, if they put out on social media, hey, do you want us to do this to get in the playoffs? I think their fans would be like, yeah, who can- <laughs> we don't care about if this game isn't competitive. Take a knee and let's get in. So that's kind of the interesting wild card for that Sunday night game. But let's assume that those things don't happen earlier in the day and that they actually play and the winner gets in. I think I'm going to roll with the Chargers. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they lost. They've had sort of a weird season where every time I believe in them, they kind of lay a clunker. But I still do believe in the quarterback quite a bit. And so uh, I I think Herbert and the Chargers are going to be the team that gets in. Although I think it's a field goal game in terms of the spread. So, you know, the markets are expecting this to be pretty competitive and come down to the end. Forget just win, baby. It's it's just tie, baby. That's right. (laughs) Well, Sheil, as a Steelers fan... All my team needs to do is beat the Ravens. The Chargers Raiders need to avoid that tie. And simply, the Jags need to upset the Colts. This this is a slam dunk, right? This is going to happen? Listen, there are crazy things that happen (laughs) in the final game of the season. You know, you look at these games and you're always looking at, hey, does this team have anything to play for? It's like, oh, that's going to be a blowout. And it doesn't happen that way. I mean, NFL football players have a lot of pride. I mean, these guys are going all out on every snap. And so crazy things can happen. That's what makes it fun. There are these scenarios where something that has like a 5% a 10% chance of happening and you say, no way, 10% is one in 10. It's not that crazy. Like, you know, (laughs) having said that and you might want to cover your ears for this, I do not want to see this Steelers team in the playoffs, please. I mean, we saw that Monday night game. They've been one of the toughest watches in the NFL this season. All these nationally televised games. I will give Mike Tomlin credit. 15 straight years, the man has not had a losing season. I don't know how that's possible given what happens in the NFL. He did it with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph a couple of years ago. <laughs> He's doing it this year with a quarterback who's completely cooked in an offense that is one of the worst in the NFL. So I'll give Tom credit. Go ahead and take your 500 season, but uh, might get an early start on vacation. Start planning for next year. <laughs> I'm excited to see what the Steelers do in this next era because they're so well coached, but I don't need to see them play an extra game this year. Sorry. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be invited back you know, after that, but I had to, I had, you know, I had to speak for the listeners here. So. Fair enough. Well, we want to conclude with the Tennessee Titans who can clinch the number one seed in the AFC with a win against the four and 12 Texans. 
You recently wrote about this Titans team and it seems like a fascinating group. They've somehow managed an 11 and five record despite losing two of their best players in Derrick Henry and AJ Brown for a big chunk of the season. How surprised are you that Tennessee is even in this position? Very surprised. You know, I thought the Chiefs were right there at one time. The Patriots were certainly positioned for that. I think if the Bills had gotten a little luckier in some of these close games, they would be right there. But I'll give the Titans a lot of credit. I mean, they have been probably as injured as any team in the NFL. And so even though some of the advanced stats would say, hey, they're not really a one seed, they're not really an 11 and five team, it doesn't really matter because they're 11 and five. And to get that buy in the first round is huge. If you look at the last five years, the teams that have played in the Super Bowl, nine of 10 had had a buy in the first round. And so you have to win two games instead of three. It's pretty simple, but like that is certainly a huge factor. And so I think what we have to keep in mind with the Titans is that the team we're going to see in the playoffs could be very different than the team we've seen throughout the regular season. As you just mentioned, I mean, Derrick Henry now, I think has been designated to at least start practicing and he's going to get an extra week. So if two weeks from now he's on the field, that's huge for them. AJ Brown is already back. He's had a big impact the last two weeks with their passing game and they're going to get to play at home. Can you recapture that magic that you had in previous years? If you have Ryan Tannehill, if you have Derrick Henry, if you have AJ Brown, if Julio Jones can get healthy. I mean, Julio Jones has been in and out of the lineup all year, but again, now he's getting an extra week off. So if, if that really helps him get healthy and you have a fresh player going into the postseason, I am taking them seriously. I don't think they're the favorites. I would bet on the Chiefs over them. I would probably bet on the Bills over them. But other than that, I think they're right there with any other team in the AFC in terms of their chances of getting to the Super Bowl. Well, Shield, thank you so much for breaking this down. And it's still weird for me to say, but can't wait to see what happens in week 18. That's right. Thanks for having me. Coming up, while the Titans try to move one step closer to a Super Bowl ring, we'll hear from the Titans superfan who famously lost his wedding ring and how the team he loves helped get it back. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You may have heard the story by now. Titans fan goes to game and leaves without one of his most prized possessions, his wedding ring. The ring was discovered missing when Chad Davis got home from the recent AFC title game at Nissan Stadium. Davis said the ring was custom designed by his wife because of his love of the team. Yeah, Davis posted online. So I was curious how this whole thing went down. So I tracked down Chad Davis, and when I talked to him, he told me some more details about the ring itself, because this ring is not just any wedding ring. It's blue tungsten with an engraving of the Titans logo, and his wife, Jess, bought it for him. It was pretty special to me because for a woman to do that, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It just, she she knew how much I loved the Titans, so it, it was a surprise to me, so... I, I, I couldn't wait to put it on, to be honest with you. <laughs> now, Chad says he's been a Titans fan since the 90s when the team relocated to his home state. And after more than two decades of being a fan, a couple of years ago, Jess, his girlfriend at the time, helped take that fandom to another level. At that time, we were dating. And for Valentine's Day, she got me season tickets. So at that moment, I knew she was the right one. So Chad and Jess get married in October 2020. And that brings us to last Sunday, week 17. The Titans defeated the Miami Dolphins 34-3, clinching the AFC South and moving one step closer to securing the top seed in the AFC. Season ticket holder Chad is there with his ring. And it's just a glorious day to be a Titans fan. Deontay Foreman was my favorite moment in the game. Just his entire game, man, he just carried the load. We call him Little Derek. My favorite part, too, is just we actually beat somebody down that we should have. So it was shaping up to be pretty much a perfect Sunday. But then when he was making the two-and-a-half-hour drive home from Nashville, Chad realized that something was wrong. We were about 15 minutes out of Chattanooga, and I was like, Oh, crap. You know, the stomach drops. You're just like panicking. You're like, oh, crap. When he got home and told Jess, she first did the only thing you can do. I told her about it. Of course, she gave me a lot of crap, jokingly. She was just, you know, oh, I'm sure you lost your ring. And for a minute there, it sounded like they were both ready to call that ring a lost cause. Eventually, after she, you know, was giving me a lot of crap, she said, "Uh, just remind me in the morning. We'll see if we can order another. But Chad didn't have to wait until the morning. Enter his oldest son. My oldest son was like, hey, Dad, you have a big Titans Twitter following on Twitter. You need to post it. He said somebody could have seen it. Somebody could have turned it into Lost and Found. You don't know, but it ain't going to hurt to post something. After I posted it, I started seeing it blow up, and it just kept blowing up. So Chad goes to bed. Still no sign of the ring. Then he wakes up in the morning to a text message from a friend and fellow Titans fan. He was like, they found it. And that's all he said. So I went to Twitter and I was like blown away. 
like there was so many responses. I've got the president and CEO of the Titans tweeting me, telling me that they found it. And I, I was just, I mean, it, it was a, it was a very happy ending. But it actually almost didn't end up that way. Chad found out from the Titans head of security, Ashley Stokely, that it snowed that night four to five inches. So it's lucky that they found it when they did. And given where the ring turned up, it might be lucky that Titan security found it at all. So they found it down in the next section, like maybe one or two rows within that section from where we were sitting. So they, it actually went over a guardrail down into that next section. Either way, Chad is expecting his ring to arrive in the mail this week. And before we hung up, I asked him if this whole thing might be some kind of good luck charm for the team in the playoffs. At first, he wasn't really buying that. If they did make it to the Super Bowl, hell, if they won the Super Bowl, I would love to say, yeah, I was a part of it. But, you know, realistically, no, I can't really say that. Then after thinking about it a little more, he changed his tune. Hey, if they do win, I'm going with it. I'm going to say I was a part of it. I was one of the reasons. They wanted another ring, not just that one. Thanks for listening this week. Our senior producer is Matt Straup. Production and fact-checking by Ian Hurley. Production assistance by Julia Karen, Megan Coyle, and Mark Nieto. Sound design and mixing by Aaron May and Joe Richardson. Brooks Varney is our outreach coordinator. Our executive producer is Anders Kelto. The show is executive produced by Marshall Louie and Jen Sargent for Wondery. From Wondery and the Athletic, I'm Tiffany Oshinsky. See you next week. To hear more of The Lead, you can follow us on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Or to listen to us on your Alexa-enabled device, just say, Alexa, play The Lead podcast. Welcome to Pura the most pristine, safe, climate-stable city on Earth. A haven amidst the wreckage. Here, you're safe from heat domes, superstorms, water bandits in the Outer Lands. There's no crime in Pura. No murder, no suicide. And best of all, there's no cost to join us in Pura. Promised to keep you safe. I killed her! You took everything! In a world that doesn't feel so safe anymore, we're waiting for you. Here, in Pure. The Last City is a new scripted audio drama from Wondery. Enjoy The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City right now, ad-free, on Wondery Plus. Get started with your free trial at wondery.com slash plus.